It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. Welcome back, Mackey and Judd. Saw this headline. I was hoping that there'd be better University of Minnesota news on a Monday. Like, well, the Gophers took two out of three from Oregon State. and <laughs> Going to the College happen. World Series? Going no. to the College World Series. That did not happen. Yeah. Yeah, I stayed up late for that game, too. I don't know if you watched any of them. Game one was kind of a disaster for them. But mm-hmm. game two, they had a legit chance to win. It was tied at three in the ninth, and then they gave up. They, it's so hard. Once you get into your fourth, fifth best pitchers against a lineup like that with three first-round picks, just back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Right. So they had Max Meyer, who is their closer. He's a freshman, but he was their... He, he's going to be a starter here, probably starting next year. So he's not just like a 20-pitch-and-done guy, but they had him up to almost 90 pitches over four innings in relief, and he ran out of gas in the ninth. But <laughs> I don't blame him for running out yeah. of gas. But, I mean, yeah, it's either that or – and then the, the next guy they brought in got like, hit two batters, and it's just a big spot, and you want to go with your best pitchers. But I was hoping that the news coming out of the athletic department would be just more uplifting and positive. Instead, we have this story from the thestartribune.com. Uh, it's it's back to the football boycott situation from a year and a half or two years ago, whatever the timeline is now. Uh, nine Gopher football players are suing the University of Minnesota over the sexual misconduct case. I'm just going to read you some paragraphs here, and then we can get into it. Nine Gopher players involved in a 2016 sexual misconduct investigation are suing the U of M for racial and gender discrimination. The lawsuit, filed Friday in federal court, asserts the university trampled the civil rights of the accused football players, all black males, during an investigation into an alleged gang rape of a female student in 2016. The lawsuit claims that the U, quote, willfully and maliciously turned the players into scapegoats through a biased investigation that deprived them of the most basic due process and equal protection rights. Um, And then I'll just read a couple more here. The lawsuit alleges that the men were treated differently from white administrators accused of misconduct. But the but the disparate treatment alone isn't enough to win on a civil rights claim. The students are going to have to prove that the university intentionally treated them different. That's going to be the hard part. Uh, The U released a statement that saying that it would vigorously defend its handling of the case. The U has thoughtfully and thoroughly responded when faced when disturbing, uh, uh, with disturbing allegations and provides extensive process to students accused of misconduct, including the opportunity to be heard during thorough investigations, panel hearings, and a uh, provost review. So right. this is, this is uh, the second time now, if you include some of the Reggie Lynch stuff that was previously not public but came back around a year and a half later. Apples to oranges here, but... 
The only thing out of this that I think they have a chance to prove or to put a dent in is the biased investigation. Because the way it works is if you're accused of something, it goes into it goes into a, a process that's that's pretty uniform across a lot of universities where, okay, now um, an internal group at the U of M investigates the complaint or investigates and speaks with the accuser. And I don't believe your voice gets heard as the accused until the appeals process. And that's the biggest flaw. Yeah, I believe that's correct. And no. whether it's the U of M or other universities, but I don't know if they're going to be able to prove malicious intent here. Yeah. So the, the strip, the strip story, uh, story said that to win on the claim, the students will need to prove that, that the school quote intentionally treated them differently because of their race. That's going to be damn near impossible. I, I go back to this, and I said this at the time, and I will continue to say it. Do I think that this thing was was malicious? No. Do I think it was botched? Absolutely. Absolutely was. And so was the Lynch thing. And and does this school probably need to take a long look at, at how, they, at how they, they go down the path once things are reported? Probably they do, and it, it can be improved. Uh, but as far as the, the lawsuit goes... Do I think that these guys can walk into a court and actually win? No. No, I, I don't. Because how are you going to prove that they they intentionally treated these athletes different because of race? Yeah, I, I agree. I don't, I don't think you can I don't prove think it's that. Possible. So there's two main claims here. Number one, the players were denied due process. And number two, that the university treated white male administrators differently than they treated black players. Let's start with the first thing, the due process thing. So an accuser phones in a report, right? This happened to me. And I want an investigation of some kind. This is independent of any potential criminal investigation. The bar is much lower for violating school code of conduct than it would be for getting arrested and charged with. That's what happened here. Exactly. Right. Yes. So once just from the school's perspective, if you're just if you're just investigating, not a criminal investigation, if you're just investigating a violation of the school's code of conduct. Once once you trigger that initial investigation, it goes into an ironclad set of procedures, which Mark Coyle and the university have spelled out numerous times. You could take issue with the procedures, absolutely. Right. Because as I understand it, the internal investigation mostly ignores the story from the side of the accused. Okay, what did the woman say? Let's get her side of the story. And then I don't believe, if you look at the 10 players who were who were you know indicted, so to speak, um, I don't believe they were able to speak on behalf of whatever they thought happened until they got into the the hearing process, the, the, the appeals process. Yes. So if you're accused, do you have to wait for an appeals process months down the road to be heard um, and that, while you're temporarily suspended from your activity? That seems like and that's a where, flaw. And that, that's where they could definitely go and, and rethink that. Yeah. But it's not a, a malicious thing. They didn't do a they, – their rules might be flawed. And I think that we've certainly seen from this school with this and with a few things, we have certainly things, seen things that have been bungled and not, not handled well. But that doesn't mean that you are being malicious to the athletes. Yeah. It just means that your procedures might have flaws. And they yes. probably do in this case. And then the second part of it here is that, and this is the racial component, that the University of Minnesota treated white male administrators differently than the black players. And I... Unless I'm missing someone, I believe there are two white male administrators in question here, Norwood Teague being the obvious one. And then Randy Handel was the associate AD who uh, it, it was sexual harassment with him and it was sexual harassment with Norwood Teague. We're also talking about alleged, alleged 
sexual assault with at least a handful of these players. Uh, five got off the hook entirely. So you know, we're not saying that this was a perfectly handled process. There are flaws here. But if the if the contention is white administrators were treated differently than black players, I think the difference between sexual assault and sexual harassment, there is a difference. Not that, like, I'm not sitting here trying to compare crimes, but there is a difference. And number two, Randy Hansel, uh, or is it Handel? Handel. Randy Handel. Randy Handel. Was suspended and demoted almost immediately. Norwood Teague was run out of town. Yep. Do an internet search for either one of those guys, especially Norwood Teague, and get back to me on, you know, Norwood Teague's never going to work in an athletic department ever again, at least not in that capacity. Mm-hmm. So I think to say that those guys somehow got off easy, nobody got arrested, whether it's the black football players or whether it's Norwood Teague or Randy Handel. All of them, if you well, do a Google and- search, are uh, you know to, var- to varying degrees going to come up with a lot of stains, especially Norwood Teague. And Norwood Teague never should have been hired in the first place. It, it was a bad move. Well, oh, that's a different argument. But. Right, right. But 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 my but the point the point is there's nothing malicious about any of this. It's all flawed. It's there's a lot of flaws here, and and the school should address those flaws and improve things. There's no no question. And by the way, they should do it on both sides too. But the school should address these things. But if you're going to go and take this into a, a court now, civilly, and try and sue and say, well, we, we were purposely handled this way. No, you weren't. You, you were handled poorly by a system that has a lot of flaws. And we've been saying that for two years now. Yeah. I mean, like, whether Norwood Teague should, be, should have been hired, I, I agree. I mean, the guy had but no I'm football just saying experience. Every, everything, everything about this has a lot of flaws to it. And a lot of problems to it. Sure, and, but when you and they're f- concerned. Right, but when you file a lawsuit, and now we're getting down to specifics, it's important to go through the specifics. Mm-hmm. And if and if one of the specifics is the University of Minnesota has racist components to the way it goes about these investigations, you and I both agree. I think we agree that's not the case. Not that there aren't racial biases or racial profiling. Maybe even when it comes to the accuser, maybe there was racial profiling. Absolutely. And those are systematic things that go back, not just in this athletic department, that go back in this country, and that's almost a completely different conversation altogether. But if if the contention is black players were denied due process, but white administrators were somehow, um, you know, were, were somehow sort of like carried through and they didn't have stains on their clothing and they didn't have, you know, and their name wasn't drugged through the mud. I think that's incorrect. I think we both agree that there are things they could do procedurally that would Absolutely make this they a little bit yep. better for all parties. Anyways, they just can't. It's it's one thing after another, whether it's previous incidents that come back around or we'll see how long this lasts. But uh, com if you want to read more about it. It came out over the weekend. Mackie and Judd hanging out in the TCL broadcast studios. Later on, Derek Wetmore will join the show at 1130 to talk some twins. And uh, I don't know. We can get into some of the. There's some more reckless LeBron speculation too that just came out. You did you see this? Yes. Okay, we'll get to that later in the show too. Uh, if you want to chime in, six five one six four six eight two five five eight seven seven six one five fifteen hundred. Chris Lindahl, one of the the most innovative real estate minds, not only in the state. I think he's the foremost innovator when it comes to real estate in this state, but maybe even in the country. And uh, and his team has now broken away from the shackles and the restrictions of being underneath another company's umbrella. And they have branded and they have created their own empire, Chris Lindahl Real Estate. It's an unprecedented announcement in Minnesota real estate. It's the same team with the same vision. 
and it's the it's it's the same goal not only of being generous and giving back to the community and and giving back to charities, but also the same goal of making you a lot more money on the sale of your home or your condo or whatever it may be. ChrisLindall.com, that's Chris with a K, and you can call the number 763-401-SOLD. I would recommend following Chris Lindall on Facebook, too, so you can read more about the announcement that uh, that he put out a couple weeks ago. But again, it's the same team, same approach, the only difference. Mackie and Judd now continue. Prepare to be dabbled. On 1500 ESPN. Is that the was that is that from their social media announcement? The yes, it is. Oh, IHOB. <laughs> they went with IHOB, that. Where they had the they they twisted the P to a B and then they had a bunch of burgers on the skillet, basically. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, that's the breaking food news here. We know what the B stands for in IHOB. It's not breakfast. I didn't even know this was coming. It's not bacon. You didn't see this last week? No, I missed it completely. Oh, wow. I Where no were you clue. last week? Under a rock. Holy cow. Not paying attention to this, for sure. Not listening to Golik and Wingo. They were on it last week a lot. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm, Wait, I'm well, So this morning was the first yes, time I heard of the I IHOB thing. I didn't oh, know wow. anything about this till it came on today on uh, the show this morning. <laughs> I thought you'd be all over the food innovations here, the food news, but uh, it's going to be it's going to be International House of Burgers, which we can talk about here. But what a burger just responded to this news on there. What a burger, you know, the burger chain. Mm-hmm. They're not in Minnesota, though, right? Are there any I've what never a burgers? seen one around here. OK, I want to look up where the closest one is. Uh, they said as much as we love our pancakes, we'd never change our name to what a pancake. <laughs> It's amazing. I don't get this one at all, by the way. Well, doesn't it seem pretty obvious that they've done a lot of research that shows people aren't really eating pancakes at the same level that they were maybe 20 years ago? Yeah, I'm sure it's like how many many times do you guys go to breakfast or brunch and get a big (sighs) slab of pancakes? Almost never. I don't either. I like pancakes, but they make me tired and you just feel... You never feel great two hours after Lethargic afterward, I yeah. agree with that. I disagree with you guys. Totally worth it. You're in, you're in pancakes. The, you also jog once in a while, which helps. I do. I do. But strong. no, it's it's worth it. I don't go out for breakfast often, but when I do, nine out of ten times, I'm getting a stack of pancakes. Really? Yes. Nine out of ten? Oh, yeah. Often. Okay. I, I, it's so something it's I mean, be devastating to you then. Well, no, not really, because I mean, there's plenty of other places you can go for a good pancakes. That's just fine. Well, like where? Well, I have some ideas, <laughs> Phil. <laughs> endorsements let's go here uh <laughs> by the way the closest here. whataburger we got to go all the way to oklahoma so I'm oh done with really whataburger. okay yeah, okay yeah, drive. no it's always pan- i mean you got to load up with the you know the breakfast meats your hash browns your eggs too but always got to have the pancakes you. with it you're just crushing breakfast that's great yeah it's a rare treat i don't make pancakes for myself hardly ever at home so when you go out you got to do it okay so you're definitely i feel like you're probably in the minority though because if there was a bunch of dave harrigan's running around and and they were doing their market testing. And, oh, yeah, people still, despite the health food craze, people still, despite these keto diets and lifestyles and the Whole30, people still love to crush stacks of pancakes. This feels like Conan O'Brien-level outrage, where Conan gets demoted from taking Jay Leno's spot and then gets bumped altogether to uh, TBS, and people are like, what? How can you do this to Conan O'Brien? And then you ask him, well, how often would you watch? And they'd be like, I mean, I... I liked I mean, it. Like, I liked it though. Yeah. 
Like, if as many people who were outraged over Conan O'Brien actually watched Conan O'Brien, then he would he would still be sitting in the uh, Jimmy Fallon spot, right? Like Jimmy Fallon would would never have taken that time slot. So if if people loved pancakes to the degree that you know the outrage would say today, or the people who are just mad about how dumb this is, yeah, going to burgers, they, would, I like, think that's they, it. they wouldn't have pivoted away from pancakes, right? I don't think the outrage though is about them going away from pancakes so much as the absolute shock that it's burgers. There's so many other things like the B could have been bagels or breakfast or, or breakfast. Bacon. Yeah. Someone said bacon. Could have been bacon. of bacon. Yes, it's it's a last ditch. Hail Mary pass attempt that I feel is going to get a ton of attention for today, and it might for like a week, and then it, she's just going to be done. Like burgers. Wait, who's going to go there for burgers? Your options for burgers, chain-wise, locally, like, p- why don't you pick something else? What about booze? Could, I, could they have just been the International House of Booze? <laughs> Stop on Listen, by. Guys, uh, we don't have pancakes anymore, but we have all kinds of rum. I like this collection. idea. I like this idea. And and do a deal with like Lyft. So drive here, leave your car. We won't tow your car. Mm-hmm. We won't tow yeah. your car. We guarantee it. We'll only tow it if it's still there after like forty eight hours. Exactly. Unless you come back and consume something within the forty eight hours, then the clock resets. But you can leave your car here, and our deal with with Lyft is half off for for a, the normal price to take you home. How about that? Or keep the pancakes. I mean, like you're that. still the international house house of booze, but hey, every three drinks. You get a free short stack to sop it up a little bit, sober you up. Yeah. See, now these things I, I like a lot, but mm. burgers. When's the last time any anyone in this room went to an IHOP? Last time I went to an IHOP was... I remember the last time I went I to I do, IHOP. too. It was, I was with the wife in Florida, actually, at <laughs> Philly Spring Training in Clearwater <laughs> Beach area, and there, there was one right by where we were staying. That's the last was time. It a late night? So it's a long time ago. What, what time of day did you go? Morning, actually. Okay, so you went for Very breakfast. Very fair breakfast, yes. I actually went on Mother's Day. So you went with it. You've gone within the last month. So yes, okay. yes. My, it's, it's one of my grandmothers uh, who's now 90. She, it's like her favorite breakfast. So, oh, she, all right, Grandma, let's go. Let's do some IHOP. Grandma's going to be crushed by this. She might be. I think the Harrigans are maybe taking the uh, yeah, the, I think the, the we're brunt onto of this. I think we're <laughs> right? definitely onto something here. I mean, with before Dave. that, it had been know. a while, but I'm telling you, that the pancakes were delicious. The bacon, I'll be honest, was terrible. Uh, but you know, I went hash browns. There was another. I, By the way, they make no promises about the bacon. So, oh no, that's, you know, that's I, I mean, you. there was ham, there was sausage, there was eggs. Oh, me and baby girl, we split the whole plate and we just crushed oh. it. Uh, the last time I was at an IHOP was also in Florida. It was it, it was the go. one in Fort Myers. There's one, um, I think it's up like 41. It's probably five miles from the ballpark. I don't know if it's still there or not. Well, it's not anymore. Now it's a burger joint. <laughs> yeah. And it was it was Chris Long. It was me, Chris Long, and some other, because he, he used to work in Fort Myers, so he had a bunch of friends. This is like seven or eight years ago. And so he had a bunch of friends who still worked in TV in Fort Myers. And we went and sang karaoke at some dive Italian place. I thought you were going to say he sang at the IHOP. <laughs> Well, and they might have two. We did. It was <laughs> don't discount the that. bar closed at two o'clock, and IHOP, I believe, is open twenty four seven because it was still open at bar close. And we stumbled across the parking lot to IHOP, and just pounded anything and everything from everything from like Benedict skillets to pancakes to French toast. I feel like the drunks now are are going to be done with this place, right? Because the breakfast, the drink until two, and then go get. A big stack of pancakes is very tempting. I don't think I ordinarily say, you know, I'm I'm pretty drunk right now. What I want is a burger. 
I no, feel like the breakfast thing is true. a really good drunk thing. No, burgers are all are universal in that regard. But I think the question here would be, as far as just like best places to go, forget about the, brec- the breakfast aspect, which is what the Harrigan family, nice little breakfast with, you know, grandma. But when you're... When you're a little bit, uh, you know, over the cliff at like midnight or two Ovi-like. in the morning. Yeah. When you're Alex Ovechkin. You've been on, on the Ovechkin bender. I think IHOP is in my top five. That's my, but that's what I'm for saying. For drunken yes. excursion. I agree. And now it's done. What would the other restaurants be in that? Well, Perkins. Perkins, Perkins yeah, it's for the sure, same right? deal. Absolute staple. For any, me. any place you can be. go breakfast 24-7, yep. I think, is yeah. right at the top of that list. Yeah, Perkins. It's either breakfast. I'm talking like five, six beers. You gotta, you gotta get some food in you. Yeah. You don't want to get behind the wheel. That's it's breakfast. either breakfast or it's a chicken tender melt with a big, yeah. extra oh, side yeah. of ranch or Taco Bell. That's a universal standard, I think. But does it feel? <laughs> it is. But does it feel like they've tried to force you into that? Like their their branding and their advertising has gone toward fourth meal. But good for them. Open late. Yeah. And now into breakfast. Absolute genius. Maybe that's why IHOP has to shift. Taco Bell took too much of the market. Yeah. I'm betting that's not the reason. But it could be. (laughs) I'm betting you're right that that's not the reason. Yeah. And I don't know if it's still like this, but Intermax, you're a University of Minnesota guy, right? You go to the U of M? Yes. So when I was a junior or a senior, and this would have been Dave's Wheelhouse too, they opened that Mesa Pizza open for the first time. Yeah. And then brilliantly stayed open until 3 o'clock when everything else closed earlier. Yeah. And I think they made most of their money between 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, absolutely. And that was a a very underrated spot when you're you know looking to sop up some of the extra light beer. Yeah, I mean Mesa Pizza was a staple. I mean, but once I got there, there was a new there's a new pizza joint down there now. The Blaze place? Uh no, it's it's right it's literally like across the street from Mesa. It's called Frank and Andreas. Frank, okay, yeah. And uh honestly, Better? recently it looks like that's getting most of the the 3 a.m. runs, or at wow. least wow. that's where I find the myself. 3 a.m. runs, that's that yeah. it's close to home for Josh. Yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> I don't understand. If if you're on a campus and and serve breakfast or pizza or something, why would you close before 3? No, it's just, yeah, you're in. Because you can just you're, absolutely yeah, you're crush idiot, business. For sure. Like, who who says, all right, let's see here. We're going to be open 9 a.m. We're going to open and we're going to close or about midnight. Like, who says that on a college campus? Yeah. These kids are dying to eat at two, 2 or 3 o'clock. Absolutely. So I, I've never un- understood the whole notion of opening up a place on a campus and then closing at, oh. tw- oh. at 12, for We instance. have breaking IHOP news. Oh, we have my. breaking IHOP news. Oh, my gosh. It was this all a joke? This is all developing. All a joke? No. Well, here, I'll just read this to you. This is from CNN.com. The mystery of IHOP is solved. IHOP said on Monday... It's temporarily changing its branding because the B stands for burgers. What? It's only a marketing campaign. IHOP isn't changing its name, but the chain of breakfast diners took social media by storm last week with the cryptic announcement that it was flipping the lowercase p in its logo, making it a B. IHOP, of course, stands for International House of Pancakes. Um, It wants to be known as a place to get lunch and dinner, not just breakfast and brunch. It's adding several burgers to its menu, including a big brunch burger with bacon, a fried egg, and browned potato on top. We're Hello, defi- Jeff. We are definitely going to be IHOP, said the president of IHOP, Darren uh, Rebellas. But we want to convey that we are taking our burgers as seriously as our pancakes. Wait, wait, wait. So this is, they're changing the name, but they're not changing the, the name? 
It's a temporary How's tweak in branding. So why? So that they can better advertise the value of Did their burgers. Did they purposely not make this clear until just now when they've cleared this up? Yeah, they wanted it to be. They they, they didn't want it. They wanted it to generate yeah. publicity. They wanted I people get, to believe. I get that, but then they got absolutely crapped on. So well, they're still going to get. They've still got the attention they need, and now people are curious. Hey, wow. I, they they make burgers. This is huh? very. This is all very odd. Okay, this I, is a better. But, but, but if their goal is to get attention, this oh, yeah, works no. better than. Hey, we have burgers too. Yeah, it's interesting. interesting. Hmm. Dave, what's coming up in stuff you should know about? Any more developing IHOB rumors? We're going to really break down why you would go buttermilk pancakes, but then throw all the other crap on it. That's unnecessary. Sure. That's really. I mean, <laughs> that's <laughs> frankly that's the biggest IHOP problem. Just stick to a classic buttermilk, and you'll sell I just love fine. Your rules. <laughs> Uh, you know what? You know a place that would never throw you off by by saying, you know, we're going to serve burgers instead of tires, or we're going to serve we're going to serve pancakes instead of great durable SUVs. You always know what you're going to get at Luther Brookdale Toyota, six ninety four on Brooklyn Boulevard, where uh, you get a combination of this amazing new facility that's only about six years old now. It's like a new stadium, uh, and you get some of the smartest, most knowledgeable expertise in the industry and then just the value and the durability of of Toyotas as vehicles. I've been a Camry Corolla guy for uh, about a decade now. The SUVs are you can get great deals right now. You can get a 3-year lease on a 2018 RAV4, no money down at signing, $259 a month. You looking for something a little bit more spacious, try a Highlander, but get in, open until 9 o'clock tonight, ask for a test drive. 694 on Brooklyn Boulevard. And the website, you can snoop around at LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Mackie and Judd. Bill Mackie. If you need him, it's trouble. Why so, is it trouble? So, too, is because he's young and he's going to struggle at times. Judd Zolgad. I changed my thought from a half hour ago. You are a bad person. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. And stuff you should know about is sponsored by KFC. This summer, get a KFC Extra Crispy $20 fill-up meal. Includes eight pieces of Extra Crispy Chicken, plus all the fixings. This offer is not uh, everywhere and not forever. Prices may vary. Tax and substitutions extra. We're looking to add wings. What Twin City sports fans are chanting for right now. Mackie and Judd continue with stuff you should know about. Stuff, Dave. Stuff, 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 stuff. You want some stuff, Judd? Give me stuff, Dave. All right, let's start with... Let's start with this. And Justify comes roaring home to a raucous Belmont Park with one furlong to run. Gronkowski and Hoffberg trying to run it down. Vito Rosso is fourth, a 16th to go. Justify is still there. Justify from Gronkowski. He's just perfect. And now he's just immortal. Justify is the 13th triple crown winner. Gronkowski was second. Hoffberg was third. And Vito Rosso was fourth. Justify has done it. You want to start out with the way Justify got to victory the, to, the, to the winner's circle? Or do you want to start with the second place horse, Gronkowski? Oh, I'd rather start with Gronk. I'm Always sure enjoy you Gronk. Or can we talk about how if Judd thinks there's too many no-hitters in baseball, too many this, triple- this triple crown thing, we want to pump the brakes a little bit. A little too frequent for me. Gronk? I don't think it's quite as special. As it once was. Wow. If you want, if you want my candid observation, I almost I don't care. 
I really don't care. Okay. I just don't care. That's but fine. anyway, Gronk. I, Force yourself to care. I'm trying. Gronkowski, the horse, did finish second in the Belmont Stakes after a tough start. Valiantly fought back to finish second. Of course, Gronk and the whole family and all the buddies were there. Well, and kind of like, like Gronk's football team in the Super Bowl a few months ago. A little bit. Uh, Nora Princiati, she covers the Patriots for Boston Globe, and she was uh, chronicling the whole thing at Belmont, noting on Twitter that Gronk and all his buddies placed, yes, $69 bets on Gronkowski, <laughs> the, Gronkowski the horse to place. So they finished in the money. Um, Chris Gronkowski also let us know that if uh, the horse wins the race, the first 69 people that reposted the tweet uh, would receive a free ice shaker bottle. I guess he's in the shaker bottle business. And uh, Nora, once again, Princiati, I can confirm that these 69 jokes are not getting old to the Gronkowskis. They were so happy Gronk, Gronk the horse had post position number six, but very disappointed that the field included 10 horses instead, instead of, of nine. Nine. Yeah. Well, I, I got to give Gronk and the family credit because to get as much mileage out of those jokes yeah. as they have. And the stop won't stop. Impressive. It's never going to end. Never going to end. Great stuff. Now let's talk about the winner that Judd doesn't care about. Justify. I'm sorry. I, no, you don't need to care. I'm not going to force you to care. But I think it's interesting. First of all, I heard on Golik and Wingo this morning they were discussing it. The, the feat is still amazing to win the Triple Crown. But put the Belmont run up against what Secretariat did. Secretary would have beat him by about 20 lengths. Oh, really? Yes. A yeah, four-second okay. difference. That's how good wow. Secretary it was. And this is with the help of another horse. Are you guys aware of the, I guess, conspiracy, I guess, that's been going uh, going around lately? No. Restoring Hope. Another Bob Baffert horse that ran the Belmont. Pretty bad odds going in. Long odds to win. Had a tough start but still somehow bolted to uh, near the front, right on Justify's hip for about a half or three-quarters of the race, mm-hmm. perhaps as a blocking mechanism. Oh, so this, mm-hmm. is, like, this is like the... the oh, he's running a pick? This That's is like the, the 2001 theory. Daytona 500, except the horse that was blocking didn't wind up Correct. In, in the wall. And... Yes, and the oh, theory wow. is that Baffert sent the other horse, hey, you go out there, go on, uh, you be on Justify's hip as he's got the lead, Force and make it a little more difficult for the other horses to uh, get the pass on, and he eventually faded out of going into the final turn. But could that, that horse ha- is the contention that that ho- that that horse could have won the Belmont, or that the horse was just there to block other horses? Block. Okay. Yes, that horse had long odds. It's known as the pulling uh, guard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's oh, that's uh, just about exactly what I saw. Basically, he was playing offensive lineman and uh, just kind of getting in people's way. I don't way. know if I like this. I don't know if I, I think it'd be more sure fair. It'd be Not more, illegal. It'd be more controversial if that. That horse was capable of winning the race and then through the race at the last minute to give justify to the, the blocking down. mechanism. But, right. Yeah, but you know, if you got, I don't know, there's probably other owners who've had multiple horses in races like that, right? Oh, sure. At the Absolutely. Kentucky Derby, do they have? Is that a, a race where they would have multiple? There's like 20 horses yeah, in that can. race. Sure yeah, can. multiple trainers and yeah, owners. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, if you had a jockey riding two horses at once, and oh. then they got to choose which one was best after like three quarters of the race, <laughs> that would be. That'd be a strategy. That would be awesome. Mike fun. Smith has jumped onto Justified <laughs> now. It's crazy. No? Okay. That's a nine iron. Oh, he's found it. Nice finish. Dustin Johnson with his 18th victory on tour holds out for two. 
That's what world number ones do. That is what world number ones do. As he wrapped up a win, gives us a chance to mention, hey, U.S. Open coming up. Make your picks. 1500ESPN.com. Win a foursome at Craig Inns. Little golf trip. Yep. Very and nice. congratulations to Dustin Johnson peaking too early while the true I might pick legendary I might pick figures him. are He might be a top my list, boys. He might be a top my list. We really go out on a limb there. Yeah, I'm real, I'm real, real gutsy move by me. I believe. Hey, it is gutsy. I believe I heard this morning. No one has ever won the week before the U.S. See? Open and then come to win the Open. Oh, thank you very much. That's the type of. That's yeah, the type. You guys of laugh at me for my theory. Fortitude. Okay, that's good. Right. We blew the me memorial. and Max are tracking. That's yeah, fine. exactly. You two are. Uh, did you? <laughs> you guys see the collision that uh, Carlos Gomez, our old former twin, oh, was a part of this weekend? I did on Saturday night. Yeah. Oh, I did yeah. see that. Jake Bowers, uh, the second baseman, going out for a pop-up in uh, down the right field line. Gomez coming in. And, uh, yeah. And he pops it up. That ball might stay playable. Gomez on the Whoa. run. Gets there. Gomez. And Bowers tangled up. It's on the rocket. on the rocket. You got to stop that right now. I'm physically in pain listening to this. That was the oh. sound of two men both going in feet first for a ball and having it just so as their legs were spread out enough where they did fit in like in. They scissored each other. Yeah, that, oh. they yeah, scissored it, each and, other. It's on the rocket. <laughs> Oh, the sound was so the painful. protective cups, right? It's on the rocket. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> and okay? the poor color commentator <sighs> guy. Oh, it's on the rocket. <laughs> when I watched that last night, that was I was like, <sighs> oh, I, oh no. Dude, has oh, anyone my. followed up on them? Are they are they okay? They stayed, they in, they the stay in the game. They yeah. stayed in the game. Here's your follow up. It's on the rocket. <laughs> <laughs> the now, some of those dudes found it hilarious. Some of those dudes, especially the outfielders, oftentimes won't wear protective cups because yeah, in the outfield, like how yeah, what are the not, chances? Oh. But you know, I think the infielders are still pretty universal. Make that sound again, Chad. I said, oh no, no, it's on the rocket. That's the one. You were close there. Uh, wow, painful. There were Draymond Green on the return after winning another <sighs> title. Y'all don't understand how important this bag of cheat hot Cheetos is to me. It's been a couple months without my babies. Every year during the playoffs, I give up a couple of things I love. You know, just sacrifice something. So I have to stop eating hot Cheetos during the playoffs. I need these things. Is it like lent to him? It is. Flaming like, hot Cheetos. So LeBron gives up social media. Draymond Green gives up flaming hot, hot Cheetos. Cheetos. Uh, where do you guys stand on Cheetos or f- flaming hot chips and Cheetos? I like them a lot, but I don't like the uh, hot ones. Flaming hot anything is not worth my time. The original Cheetos delightful. Yeah, is it like physically Agreed. not worth your time or just the taste of it? The taste of it. I mean, I don't like stuff that's super spicy to mm-hmm. begin with. I can handle spice; that's fine. But I, you don't need to make it burning hot and make it not enjoyable. I'm you know, with you. Doritos came out with a bag uh, a couple of years ago. I don't know how long. It, I don't think it's still available. But they had something called Doritos Roulette, where I remember that one in every seven or eight chips. So they all the whole bag looked like just traditional Doritos, and six sevenths of the bag was traditional Doritos. But once in a while, you'd have one that was like. Habanero no, times ten no. level spice. Not, that's not fun. So you I'm pass the that. bag around at a party. No, and that's a terrible. Oh no! Uh-uh. I'm just saying it's. No, I would never do that. Pretty fun party game. Regular Cheetos or cheese puff ones. 
Regular. Regular Cheetos. Thank you. The cheese puffs, they're a little bit, there's too much air. Disgusting. Any Anything that leaves extra stuff on my hands is out. Well, the Cheetos do too. They do, but not as much. It feels like there, there's certain you specialty ever had a ones. Before, yes, there's certain ones. There's certain specialty <laughs> ones. I love them. The lime green, though, because they they leave that lime green substance. Then no, where are you taking this lime right green? Now? Yeah, and, wait a second. And you just vouched for Cheetos being cleanly. I'm just saying that I don't. <laughs> I I don't enjoy. I don't enjoy the specialty ones. But flaming hot is not good for me. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. There's a lot of bad damage. Are you in favor of the lime green ones or not? Yeah. Because yeah. you just said you don't enjoy the specialty ones. Now I'm confused. The only ones I like. The only specialty ones. All right. If you're but eating anything, that, I stay normal. if you're in the Cheeto family and you're eating anything other than the regular, and if you're in the Dorito family and eating anything other than nacho cheese, you're doing it wrong. You're not, you a cool, you're not a cool ranch. No, guy. well, it's well, cool ranch. Fine. If you want to do cool ranch, because that's an original flavor. Way too many too. rules about food. I just found it funny that Judd just went down the. You're too I picky. eat Cheetos because my hands are cleaner when I'm done with them. <laughs> no, I said I said some of the specialty ones are too much. As opposed to sticking your whole arm. But in I want to talk cheese. more about Dave's rules of food. Your rules. You've got so many rules of food of what can't be mixed. Well, I and do. What you had perfection in a regular Cheeto and the nacho cheese, or fine. If you want to go cool ranch, that's just a, you had perfection. I agree. Why do you need to? Hey, let's have lime green Cheetos. I agree with most of, of what you're saying, but you're you're way too black and white here. There's some gray. Life is gray. Cheeto consumption can be a little bit gray. But don't get the gray on your fingers or all your day's ruined. <laughs> I just, I'm saying I gotta get to a sink then and I gotta wash my hands off. It's just a little bit of a pain. If I told you that at City Field in New York over the weekend, Patrick Wilson, the actor, perhaps you've seen him in Insidious and a couple other movies, was going to get together with Stephen Colbert and sing the national anthem. What would you think? Has to be a bit, right? Yeah. Well, let's give it a listen. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light What so proudly we hailed at the twilight's last gleaming I mean, that's not so bad. That's a little pitchy at the beginning, good. but it's pretty darn good. We yeah. got better. I mean, let's bring it home, fellas. And Colbert's the guy on the lower end, too. And the rocket's red glare, the bombs bursting in air, gave proof through the night that our flag was still there. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, say does that star spangled banner yet wave or the land of the free (laughs) and the home of the brave that was amazing that's incredible dude so he does have a background. He was a Second City guy, I think. He definitely has a Colbert back, was, Colbert yes. has a background in theater sure. and in, in improv. So ability to sing is not super shocking. Because a lot of the guys on late night shows are, like David Letterman was a stand-up comic. And wasn't was Leno a sketch guy? I think he was just, maybe no, he was a stand-up, stand-up guy. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're a stand-up guy, you probably didn't learn how to sing. But that Bravo, was great. Colbert, that's amazing. Very good. He can bring it. Oh. He can bring it. Man. Um, Wetmore on Twins. Reckless speculation at 11 o'clock, too. A reckless speculation alert. So if you're like collar and you're sick of it, don't listen. If you can't get enough of it, like me, 
And I don't know where you stand. You're sort of uh, maybe in between. The reckless a bit. speculation? Yeah. I enjoyed greatly. Mackie and Judd from the TCL Broadcast Studio. Sit tight. The Mackie and Judd Show will continue in a moment. We'll be back in the game before you know it. Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESP. Bill Mackie. Probably wants a big amount of money and he's a pain in the ass. Judd Zolgad. Is there nothing you can't make awkward, Judd? Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. And past and present NHL players for a day of golf at the 2018 Minnesota NHL Alumni Classic. This year's event is taking place Monday, July 16th at White Eagle Golf Club in the Hudson. In addition to a round of golf, each registration includes on-course food and beverages, dinner, player gifts, and more. For more details and to register, head to 1500ASPN.com, keyword events. Oh, I, lo- I love the irony of this current topic on first take with Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. Is the LeBron comparison to Michael Jordan now over? Let's debate whether it's now we're going to debate whether it's yep. over or not. It's not enough to debate However, whether like there's an actual comparison. Yep, and it's it's all done until <laughs> next year when it comes right back up. They are their ability to milk topics and find different ways is incredible. Like you actually sit down today and you're okay. The finals are done. Not much going on. What should we discuss? How about this one? What's that? Michael and LeBron, is it over? <laughs> Discuss whether the discussion is yes, continuing yes. or done. I want you to fight about this. <laughs> Who's got but, whose side? But like it's not over. It's it's currently happening, right? Like the discussion is happening yes. right now. Just another way to get at it, I guess. Um six five one six four six eight two five five. We do have some reckless LeBron speculation from Brian Windhorst to get to here shortly. I heard the collar was on your show on Saturday. And he is Our show, done yeah. with all the speculation. Yeah, he ba- he he said. I still consider it your show because it's been your show for a long time. Well, thank you. Just a visitor on your show. He said early in the show that that he was he, that if if he, he was basically by this point done with the where will LeBron end conversation end up, and I said Matthew, if that's the case. Get off Twitter right now. Resign from Twitter. That's ridiculous. Like and he's stay a, offline. I feel like that's a hot take on his part. Like he's all in on hey, it. Was his it was his um, uh, Chris emails the show here, Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. Guys, according to uh, a story on USA Today, the IHOB name change, we already knew this from CNN, is just temporary to promote its new line of burgers, which have been on their menu since 1958. Would anyone have known that they've had burgers on <laughs> okay, their menu since 1958? Right. I get it now. If Guys, I we've didn't... had these burgers on the menu for 50 years, and no one knew about them. All right. 60 years. <laughs> Randy in Cottage Grove. What's going on, Randy? Yeah, well, uh, first of all, uh, IHOP is pretty overrated as far as uh, pancake spots go in my book. Okay, that that That's not a place that I go uh, unless I'm out of options, as they say. Really? Oh, yeah. No, you, you, what time of day are you guys going out for breakfast usually? Because I'm going out for breakfast at, after bar close, okay? And uh, I got some spots, and that ain't one of them. I, I'll just say that. It ain't even in my top five. Wow, that's a, that's a bold statement. Yeah, top five surprise. All right, me, well, where, what are some of your the places that you like to frequent? Well, Mickey's, okay. I'll go to Mickey's. I'll go to Mickey's uh, downtown if I'm uh, downtown maybe partying, you know, post. I don't really go to hockey games, but I'll go down to in the atmosphere, go to uh, galleries, and uh, we'll we'll have a couple of cocktails. We'll we'll wander around a little bit, kind of kind of cut loose, as they say, and then uh, just kind of walk up Seventh and go to Mickey's 
And, uh, you know, it's a good spot, good people watching. And uh, I usually go for the, uh, they cook their pancakes in lard there at Mickey's. And so I'll go for the uh, the egg in a nest, as they, they call it, with the little hole cut out of the bread and the the, uh, the, the, the fried egg in the middle. And then I'll chase that with a couple of slices of bacon, a couple of slices of sausage, and then a tall stack of cakes. We double that up. So I, 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 that that's a good spot, Mickey's, first of all. Uh, second of all, uh, you can kind of get, Get get the job done at any Perkins, okay? That's way better than IHOP. I know it's a chain, but you can go do Tremendous Twelve, or sometimes uh, <laughs> I like to do a thing with my buddies. We call it the the Tremendous Twenty Four. So we get two Tremendous Twelves, and uh, and you just double that up, okay? And if you're really hungry, if you if you've been putting down some some some, some cocktails, that slides right down, okay? They also do a thing at Perkins now, uh, where you get unlimited pancakes after hours for five bucks. And that's a real good deal. Wow. I just say you can really do some damage. I, my, my personal record is 19 of them, but uh, I bet you could you could probably top it. I haven't I haven't tried too much to really set records. That was just a it was a good night, as as, as they say. And then depending on what kind of part of town you're in, you guys ever been to the Flame Burger? Well, if I, I haven't partaken I've, in no, I haven't partaken. Oh, the word flame kind of scares me. I don't know. Oh, that's a great spot. Okay, sometimes we go drink uh, over on the east side, uh, up on Rice Street. Like we go to Hawk's Breath and uh, have some cocktails at Hawk's Breath, and then walk down to the Flame, and we can get uh, we, we get what they call the ranch breakfast. It's just a really kick-ass breakfast. And then, and the best thing about that is, if you're still hungry, you can then you can have a cheeseburger at the same place. Okay, so you have a breakfast, and it's about three. Three in the morning, you're, you're you're chugging water. You're trying to sober up, as they say. Hmm. And sometimes another, like a bacon cheeseburger, just to kind of take the edge off before you get behind the wheel is a great way to hmm. just play that. Randy, um, Randy, do you ever do you ever have breakfast, you know, sober? Like, do you ever just eat breakfast without having twenty five beers in you? Well, I kind of try to watch what I eat, Jeff. Okay, so in the morning, sometimes I'll just have like a bowl of uh, Rice Krispies with some skim milk. And a little bit of a non non uh, non caloric sweetener, okay, Splenda, as they say. And then uh, later in the night is kind of where I like to spend those calories, as they say. And uh, I typically when I eat breakfast, it, I, I do it I do it right, and we we really do eat, and we we like to go to places where you can you're not going to get cheated. I'll just say that you're, not, you're if you're getting corned beef hash, it's going to be a, a pound of that hash on that plate, and it's going to be crispy, just how I like it, okay. And I always say it too. Uh, bring me those hash browns, and you make them golden brown. Okay, I don't want none of this squishy hash browns. They got to be hard. They got to be crispy, yeah. and they got to come with some serious, serious crisp to them. And then I'm happy. So, just just give those places a recommendation before you try IHOP. Okay. Yeah. No more follow-ups. Okay. I'm a little concerned about some of the things he said during the course of that call, gentlemen. Is it 19 pancakes well, while sitting? 19 let's, pancakes. Let's go back to the, when when he talked about. Trying to drink as much water as possible and eat some food before you drive home. <laughs> I, a little well, concerned about Randy. I don't want Randy on the road. You for, know, first oh, of all, this, for, are we sure Randy still has a driver's license? I don't know what's a good idea if he does. He's right about Flamber. Uh, and secondly, Randy, I I don't want to say a tremendous twenty four isn't impressive, but I've seen documented evidence of a tremendous thirty six being completed. Wow, with so your maybe, own two eyes. Uh, not with my own two eyes, uh, but with my brother documenting it for me, a buddy of his back in college. Really? So, One person ate 36 pancakes. No, no, no. No, the tremendous 12 is like pancakes, but then you get like three eggs, sausage, bacon, oh, okay. hash browns. 
it adds up to 12 items on your plate, basically. Oh, okay. okay. So you had three of those. It has been done. So, Randy, maybe step it up a little bit. Wow. Just saying. That's a ch- that That is a challenge that I think... Don't call I, back until you've not taken sure he, part. I'm not sure he should take it for purposes of his health, but... Okay, go right ahead. <laughs> Coming up next... Reckless Speculation! Hang on, Mackie and Judd will return shortly. Well, you don't really have a choice. On 1500 ESPN.